From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. How many times do you awaken in the middle of the night to use the bathroom? Today in the HealthLink studio, we have two urologists, and we're going to talk with them about what's normal and what they've found in their research into women and what they call nocturia. This is something that affects up to 70% of women, so I'm interested to hear more from Dr. Timothy Byler and Dr. Mickey Doherty. Dr. Byler is an assistant professor of urology, and Dr. Doherty is his chief resident. So thank you both for being here. Thank you. Thank you. The um, medical term nocturia, what's the definition of that? Nocturia simply means that you awaken in the night to go to the bathroom. Uh, it does encompass bedwetting, but generally when we refer to it, we're not talking about bedwetting. We're talking about uh, going to the bathroom. So and it's normal for your body to awaken you for something like that, right? Yes. So, um, But if it does it too many times or too often, it can become a problem. Yes. I suppose. So um, your research focused on women. Um, is that because more women are affected or wh why did you choose women instead of men? We chose women because uh, everyone uh, knows that men have prostate concerns and this often leads to getting up at night or nocturia uh, but there's not as much focus on women so we wanted to look at the U.S. population and see if women were being affected as much as men. So can you tell us what some of the reasons uh, that a woman might have to be awakened to use the bathroom in the, in the middle of the night? What are some of the causes of that? So a lot of, uh, there are many different causes for nocturia in women, actually for anyone uh, in general. Most times it's uh, systemic diseases, uh, not necessarily related to just the bladder. It can be things like diabetes, um, heart disease like heart failure, even sleep apnea. They can wake up uh, for other reasons than urinate at that point too. Uh, if people have fluid overload or too much uh, fluid on them, they can also urinate at night because when they lay down, the fluid shifts and they, have to make, they make more urine that they then have to pee. Huh. So I wouldn't necessarily think, I would have thought maybe it had, does it have anything to do with like bladder size or anything like that? It can be related to bladder size or how well the bladder works, but a lot of times nocturia, unlike some other urinary issues, are actually mostly unrelated to the bladder itself. It's due to other issues for, over the entire body. Interesting. All right, well, I'd like to hear about how this um, study got started. Um, what, how, did you, how did you do it? What did you pull together to, to do this? Uh, well, the Boston Area Community Health Study w was published in 2007, and we were reviewing that, and we noticed that it mentioned about 28 million U.S. adults were affected in their study with what they considered significant nocturia, or getting up at least twice per night. Um, so we wanted to look at another population and see if this was uh, affected at also U.S. females, and whether it was persistent, since this was, study was uh, you know over 10 years old now. Um, in their study, they showed that uh, getting up at night related to almost $61 million lost because of productivity at work, uh, that patients were more tired and were not able to perform as well, um, and that the average patient waited over two years before coming to the doctor to even discuss anything about peeing at night. Um, so we wanted to look at some of this uh, U.S. population uh, level data and just see if uh, it had persisted with time. So sleep disruption is a, is a major problem for people. I mean, this causes sleep disruption, which causes all of the, like you meant the ripple effects of having trouble staying awake at work or whatever. Exactly. So before you looked at your data, did you have a theory? Did you think that there would be uh, something? Were you looking for something specific? You know, honestly, we weren't sure what we were going to find exactly. We, we knew that... Uh, 
the population in general had, uh, they got up at night a lot. Um, but we weren't sure how females would respond, would respond to that or report that. And we weren't sure uh, how that would compare with their male counterparts. Um, certainly, we, there has been publications on male um, getting up at night that's shown high rates, especially increasing with age. So the question was whether women would show the same trend. Okay. So did you create a survey, or how did that, Dr. So Doherty? To, to look at this, we uh, utilized the National Health and Nutrition Examination Survey. It's also called NHANES for short. Uh, it's a program that's actually run by the CDC, um, and it goes around and surveys various people throughout the United States. And through their survey design is uh, used as an estimate of the national population and the estimated rates for the entire U.S. population as a whole. So we combined several years of their data where they looked at all different uh, women across the country um, and looked at their response to rates of how many times they urinate at night. Huh. Okay, so the, the data was sort of already there. You just had to pull it. Um, yes. So what ty- how many women or how many respondents and what were the age breakdown? So for the, the information regarding uh, Nocturia, we had over 7,000 women that responded to the survey. Um, so this uh, large amount of, of women encompassed all ages. It was anyone that is 20 years or older. Um, the, so we were from 20s up into the 80s as well. So we kind of encompassed all uh, ages of women. And with that many, that's a, that's a big number. So this is a pretty valid look. Really, and through the picture. way and through the way that they do their surveying, these over seven thousand women are supposed to estimate close to about forty million women in the United States. Did you find any other um, anything interesting in in your study of women? So, when looking at other medical issues that were associated with nocturia, we found three other factors that stood out. Uh, one of them being depression, hypertension, and then also arthritis. I think depression uh, is an is a important thing to notice because it's not necessarily that a patient is depressed because they have nocturia. Sometimes the nocturia can be the initial sign of depression is almost like a screening uh, oh, really? factor for it. Huh. So it's your mind kind of working at, at night and waking you up? and. Huh. It, it could be that. Sometimes people, when they have depression, have worse sleep or get up earlier, so their sleep patterns are changed and they can get up when they wake up because their sleep pattern is not working as well as so they urinate then. Um, what about, you said hypertension, high blood pressure? So I think that correlates probably with just the general medical issues for a person. So it's that was shown that whether it even is a blood pressure medication that they're being treated with, it might cause them to make more urine to try and help with their blood pressure that could cause it, or if it's just their systemic issues as a whole causing it to. Now they also may be on medication for um, yes. high blood pressure. Does that sometimes... Other medicines might impact? We couldn't look at medications specifically in this study just by the design of it, uh, but that might be what we're seeing as hypertension uh, is medical therapy of it, which can certainly lead to fluid loss and urination at night. And then arthritis as well? So arthritis actually has been shown in previous NHANES uh, studies to be associated with higher mortality overall. So it's a systemic issue that's been shown to have issues with a how well a person will do. So that's something that we included to see how that might relate to it. That's just what patients say they have arthritis in some way, whether it's also going with something wrong with their body as a whole, causing maybe these issues with nocturia. Interesting. 
Well, I want to hear more about some of the findings, but let me remind listeners, this is Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, and I'm talking with two Upstate urologists, Dr. Timothy Byler and Dr. Mickey Doherty. Um, now, what are some of the things that you looked at with these women? Did you look at obstetrical uh, factors or whether they were mothers or not? So we, we looked at a lot of different uh, factors. We first started with just the overall rate among women and how many times they would get up to urinate in a given night. Uh, we found about 70% of women at least urinate one time or more per night. We then kind of went further to then look at what they, we were talking about before with significant nocturia. They found that if those that urinate two or more times per night there's have a higher bother associated with this and a more effect on their quality of life. Um, so looking at that, that was in, in about 30% of women had significant nocturia, as you would call it. Wow. So everyone gets up at least once, and some, some get up twice, Yes, basically. Yes, and twice or more, oh. and that has an, a large effect on their quality of life. Did uh, childbearing have any impact, or did you look at that? So when you look at all uh, the different factors of childbirth, even number of deliveries they've had, um, there was no difference in if they've had multiple kids or even without uh, having no kids, they actually had no difference in their nocturia rates. What a, did age have anything to do so with it? Age was probably one of the bigger factors. As the women uh, got older, they had much higher rates of nocturia. The youngest women, uh, the 20 to 29 year olds, had about a 40% rate of any nocturia. And those that are 80 or older, more than 80% of them had. So it does. Nocturia. It's very Definitely. strongly correlated with age. So do you think it's there like some structural changes as you age or, or does tissue change in a way that makes you have to get up more often? Or? It's, it's hard to say uh, from this. Uh, it's likely related to as people age, they have a lot of other medical problems that those other problems combined have a higher rate of nocturia and those play more of a role than necessarily structural changes, more of just the systemic, the whole body having issues. Yes. Was was there anything that surprised you in these findings, Dr. Barlow? Uh, yes, actually. we were, As I alluded to, we were talking about gender. We weren't sure how the male and females would compare to each other. And actually, uh, the females were more had more report than the males. Um, huh. So when we compared the, to the same group of male, the same survey of males, uh, males were about 62% reporting um, peeing at night versus the females, which was 70%. Uh, and when we looked at each group of uh, how many times they went to the bathroom, whether it was zero, one, two, almost every category, females were more. Uh, so it's certainly not a problem that's biased towards men. It's a, a problem that may actually have some, some bias to female. Uh, was there a, a difference in, among the races, or did you look at it that way? Uh, actually, yes. When we, when we analyzed uh, the women only, so that, that was the only time we looked at men was in the comparison, but in, generally we were looking at women. Um, yes, uh, African American did have an increased rate uh, of uh, urination at night uh, relative to uh, the other races. What about uh, weight? Yes, so we, we looked at a number of factors, and uh, the ones that stood out were age, which we, we discussed, um, race, um, weight uh, with a BMI over 30. Uh, and then when the patients reported uh, that they had uh, urgency-related leakage, uh, that also raised their risk. Uh, in this survey, they also had a um, self-report of health status, how healthy the patient felt at the time of the survey, and that's strongly correlated with um, their rates of urination at night. 
So when you you mentioned the urge-related leakage or incontinence, is that like during the daytime? Yes. So if you have that going on, you're more likely to, yes. to get up in the middle of the night. Yes. Okay. Uh, interestingly, um, we found two protective factors uh, in the data. So um, education status and income status were protective against uh, peeing at night. So those that had higher incomes or higher educations uh, were reported less urination at night. I wonder, is that does that just go toward maybe you're healthier if you have? I, you know, from this we cannot make a direct conclusion, uh, but certainly it could be healthier, it could be access to health care, it could be a, you know, a lot of factors. Wow. Well, while I have you both here, um, I know that you, you know, looked at data and did this research, but you also see patients that have problems like this. So I wanted to ask you, earlier you mentioned um, people tend to wait a couple of years with this issue before bringing it to a doctor. Why do you think that is? I mean, I think there's a cultural and societal bias that it's sort of normal. You know, I'm, uh, it's, it's, I'm 60, I should get up at night more than I did when I was 40. Um, but that does not mean that it's not bothering the older person more than, you know, than they need to. It could be treated and prevent that, uh, prevent that health uh, bother and loss of sleep. Is it something, if a listener is uh, getting up two times a night or more, is it something to mention at your next doctor visit? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's the, the really our, our take-home message is that it's, it's not uncommon to have this problem, so you're not alone. Uh, and that um, if you're having that problem, you should mention it because a lot of physicians don't ask routinely, especially women, about urination at night. So... Uh, Unless you bring it up, no one knows it's a problem for you. Okay. Well, could it? Do you ever see where it's just someone's gotten into that habit, that it's um, it's just a habit? There's not any medical underlying thing. They've just kind of conditioned themselves, or perhaps their husband gets up, so it wakes them up, so they go. certainly. There's <laughs> lots of factors that go into it. Okay. <laughs> um, but I think it's the it's our our job to kind of make sure that the, the, this is not the first sign of diabetes. This is not the first sign of heart disease, things that oh. could give it. Um, and maybe this is just the first symptom that's emerging. Uh, and, you know, a lot of that is done at the primary care level, honestly. Um, but, you know, the primary cares are asking about so many different things that they may not ask about uh, peeing at night. So it's up to you to bring it up and make sure that they know that this is an issue for you. All right. So if someone brings it up and, um, you know, with their physician and, and they end up getting sent to a urologist, are there treatments for this? So it depends on probably the cause of what the nocturia is, which you have to elicit a uh, different history from the patient and see what other factors they might have that could play a role in it. Um, there can be, like you said, if it's a fluid status, you can do fluid restriction at night. They also have medications that you can get at night that can make you have, they can make you make less urine, so it could be less of an issue. Um, if people though urinate several times a night and are not bothered by it, it doesn't necessarily warrant being treated either. Um, so it just depends on when talking to a, a person to see what cause what they have that might cause them to urinate more at night to see what you need to do to possibly improve it. Great. Well, I want to thank you both for being here. This is a very interesting topic. Um, I appreciate the information. My guests have been Dr. Timothy Byler and Dr. Mickey Doherty. They're urologists at Upstate Medical University. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.